Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog, a.k.a. Scott Guider, with my co-host, John Gilling. Our very special guest is a talented and beautiful producer, director, actress, Christina Michelle. How are you doing, Christina? All right. How are you? Doing all right. Hi there, Christine. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I want to start off with Christine. You're a producer, director, editor, writer, actress. You teach film. You teach martial arts. You keep pets. So my first question has got to be, do you ever get tired? Sometimes. <laughs> but it, it helps to take a vacation once a year and get away from work. Gives me the energy for the rest of the year. Right. Um, so uh, can we start off telling us about Real TV, how you got into that? Actually, the Real TV Network, we started that with the real show. And at the time, it was a live live podcast show um it was like they called it internet radio but it was more of a a tv show um we started out the real show and my uh executive producer ray such and i and we started that almost three years ago and after the first season of that we decided to part ways with the station that we were broadcasting on but we wanted to keep doing the show, and we said, well, why don't we just start up our own network and start up our own shows? So now we have, I think, nine shows going on, and I uh, produce all of them. I host two of them, and I'm about to start hosting a third one. So it's a lot of work, but I really enjoy it. Wow. Bravo. And what is it that you prefer to do? Is it producing, directing, acting, hosting? Acting has always been my main passion. That's how I got into this industry, and I got into it at a really young age. I've actually been acting in film for almost 10 years now, and, uh, you know, that was always my main focus, but I guess over the last probably three years, I've gotten more into the other side of the work with the production-wise. I'd say, um, the top two for me would be um, acting in stunts and producing, because I do stunts as well, and yeah, I go yeah. to with acting. But um, producing, too, because I really enjoy being a part of the whole process of, you know, making a film or making a show. And how did you get into teaching acting? Actually, um, I teach now at the school that I had started out with, with film acting. I had done some theater acting when I was really young, and... I was a student for about six years and then just kind of got into the teaching of it. And I really enjoy it, you know, working with new actors and people that are just getting into this business that don't really know too much about it and just helping them get projects and get work. Um, how did you get into martial arts? I've been in martial arts about five years now and I started up just Mainly, I needed another activity to do. Um, I used to be a competitive dancer, and I had stopped doing that because of an injury and took some time off and just never got back into it. So I was looking for, you know, a sport um, activity, and martial arts just really worked out because, you know, I enjoy I enjoy it, and it just it also helps get you know stunt work in film. Your resume is very, like John mentioned, very active workaholic as far as on the, in front of the camera, behind the camera. I enjoy it, what I do. 
it's it's right. quite hectic because you know I'll, I'll get nailed with like four scripts for voiceover work. You know, and I I never know when they want them. You know, because there's a certain time and stuff. But you seem to take it very very calmly. Maybe not at the time, but now just talking that you know, like I do, I just take things as they come and then just knock them out and and not get stressed out and fuss over it. And it's nice yeah. to it's nice to always be working. It's nice to always have a project. You know, a lot of people, um, especially like actors, you know, in between projects, they just kind of twiddle their thumbs and when's my next gig? You know, and right. It's just it's nice to always be able to work. Right. And I did notice that, um, uh, I guess I mentioned it, I think back in 2011, I went to the Horrifying Film Festival in Gettysburg, and that's where I met up with Bo Buckley and Justin Saponis, and they uh, had the premiere of the uh, Death of the Dead uh, played there, and, and of course, I saw it, I went in there and, and sat with them and watched it, and it's one of my favorite films as far as a no-budget zombie film, it's a comedy, but I noticed that you were... Did we meet at Horrifying? I don't think we did, but... I think we were met, I mean, I know I met um, Christina Rose, that I do right. know... But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I seen you, but I wasn't. I didn't want to bother you. I mean, uh, but yeah, I was there too. You were behind the scenes, like like the miscellaneous part of it, you know, helping out, correct? Right. And then you're also a cheerleader too in in the one scene, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And a zombie. And yeah. A zombie. Exactly. What was it like for you, as far as now? Was that actually your first feature? I guess. I mean, as far as in your area. Would that be? No, um, I had worked on a couple just really small roles, a few, um, you know, just day player things. Um, but I'd say that was probably the first that I was there, you know, every day of shooting. Um, right. Mainly with, like you said, miscellaneous crew work. But you know, it's always it's always really interesting to see the finished product mm-hmm. because uh, even even acting in it, you know, some of the films I've been like lead roles in, and that it's just you know the script. And then you see the film, and it's just, a lot of times, it's not what you expect. It's right. completely different. You know, scenes are moved around, and th- different things are added in, but it was a fun, it was a fun project. Was Death of the Dead your first premiere? Um, that was the first premiere I went okay. to, yeah. Now, but now, what was your experience like as, because I went to my first premiere in October, this past October, and it was a weird experience. I mean, a fun experience, a, a nervous experience. I mean, I only had like a small uh, part in it, but I mean, as far as all the hard work that you did behind the scenes, and then the finished product is done, and then you get to go to the convention, horrifying, and then when they, when people start watching it, what was your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it. I guess it's just it's exciting to see a project, like I said, just see the finished, right. the finished film. It's always exciting for that. Um, it was interesting. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was also a redhead at the time. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, weird. Anyways, always changing the world. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Now you're you're still in Ohio, correct? You haven't moved out. Yes. Now is yes. Me- are you familiar with Megan Pillar? Uh, yes, she's in the Columbus area, right? Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. And of course, she's in that movie as well. But yeah, right. Ohio is a is a is a pretty popular area for film for actors to be living. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and this whole region, really, like even with you in in Pennsylvania, this whole region has kind of been booming with 
you know, a yep. lot of projects. Yep, Pittsburgh area, yep, exactly. You mentioned about uh, your show. Now, you're, you basically, uh, I've seen it, of course, but you interview, uh, what, what, what all do you do in your show? On your shows, you, you mentioned about three well, shows. We, uh, we show short film uh, trailers for upcoming features. Oh, it's cool. all about independent filmmaking. Um, I interview, you know, filmmakers, actors, um, you name it, just anybody in this industry that's, you know, working in indie films. And the show's really grown a lot uh, since we first started. And now I have... Uh, field producers in different states um, and they, you know, they'll interview people as well so that it's not just stuck to the Cleveland area or this and independent filmmakers. Um, the one that we've had, I've been working with the longest, Taryn Huff, she's in uh, just outside of Los Angeles and she does a lot of interviews for us with, you know, people that are doing the indie stuff in LA. So it's a lot of variety. I enjoy doing it. You mentioned about line producers outside of the state. Now, are you saying that people do interviews, what, on, on video, and then you, they, what, how's that work? Right. Um, so, basically, uh, it, it depends. Some of the people that we work with, like, I'll send them a list of questions. They'll let me know, you know, I'm going to be interviewing this person, um, and I'll send a list of questions of things we want to know about. A lot of other times, uh, like Taryn, for instance, she does a lot of interviews for us. I'd say probably almost half the interviews on the show come from her as well in her area. And, you know, she'll just basically ask them about their recent projects, talk to them a little bit. The way she does it, when I interview somebody, I'm on camera with them. So it's actually like face-to-face, uh, you hear me asking the questions. The way okay. she does it, it's a bit more creative. She's actually, she's behind the camera and she doesn't include her questions in the final video. So they'll, it basically just seems like they're talking about their career, about their projects. And oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Have you ever, uh, had a, ever decided to have a, um, like a, a website for audio interviews? You know, we actually seen. did have that for a while. Um, and actually it just, it didn't seem to be as successful as, the shows um, and, you know, the visual shows people could watch. But we did, for a time, we had started up uh, the Real Radio Network. And, you know, we had the dot-com, and I would do audio interviews and then transfer over some of the interviews, you know, that were visual. And they were on iTunes and that. And we did have some interest in it, but, you know, a lot of people seemed to prefer the, you know, visual interviews in that. Yeah, so what you're saying is when you do a, an interview on video, you take the audio out and put it as an audio track. Right. Okay. About what I'm saying is, have you ever thought about having people interview independents and not use the same interviews that you would do on... We did We did do that. Did um, you? Okay. Some, some of them I would transfer over just the different interviews um, that I had already done, but a lot of times, oh, okay. you know, we go to an event and it's not something you're really going to be setting up a camera for. Um, so I would just do some audio interviews. I'd say we probably only did that for about six months, and for whatever reason, it just didn't seem to have as much interest. Right. As the you do. You are a producer of a film called Lady Dragon. Are you able to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to talk more about that. Um, right now, that's been kind of an ongoing thing. Um, 
over the last year, we actually just started filming um, for the short film. What we're doing is, it's, it's a superhero project, you know, and actually this is kind of like my baby, this project, because, um, you know, I was one of the writers, um, I'm producing it, starring in it, and I actually had directed two scenes for it, and um, the majority of it I won't be directing since I'll be in it, but right. it's, it's a superhero project, and that's something I, I always wanted to do. So, you know, in the beginning we played around with some ideas of, well, I thought, okay, everybody's loving the superhero movies right now, and this was a while back. I said, well, why don't we do a fan film? But with fan films, you're so restricted with yes. what you can do. Yes. So then it just opened up to some ideas. Let's come up with an original superhero and something that's more realistic. It has some sci-fi or, like, fantasy elements to it. I mean, there's a dragon in the film. Um, it, it's going to be animated, but that's, that's brief. Uh, most of it's more uh, reality style, I guess I'd say, more in the vein of, like, the Batman trilogy, where it's, you know, a little grittier. And um, we're doing a short film for it, and then we're going to use that to drum up interest to then shoot a feature film. And we'll be doing most of the shooting for that um, beginning of the year. Yeah, and it's going to be filmed in Cleveland, am I correct? Yes. Nice. And I just went on the Facebook page and took a look at it. You look very uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping actually by the time we shoot um, most of my action scenes, because we really haven't done any of the action scenes, just, you know, little snippets for some teasers and promos to get people interested. But probably going to be looking more Wonder Woman-ish by the time we start shooting for that. So I can remember the Linda Carter as right. a Wonder Woman TV series on TV, and I loved that as a kid. It, it no, 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 cool. I, I agree. Um, I, I think I I understand what you're saying completely. But remaking the, uh, <laughs> the Wonder Woman series. Yeah. It's, going, it's not going to be a direct remake, and this isn't the one that they were talking about for, like, I think two years ago. Okay. Or something like that when they tried to. They're, it's, it's in development. They haven't started shooting, but I think it's for the CW. They've been doing a lot of, you know, superhero stuff. They have a Flash series coming out. But oh, wow. I guess it's going to be Wonder Woman is a modern-day hero. You know, I don't know if she's going to be, like, a cop or something, but she's, like... Uh, from some remote island, moves to big city and just fights crime somehow. So it's oh, going to be different. Maybe they jumped the gun. Superhero stuff has really been seeming to, to kick off, which is I think is awesome. You know, like, like anything else, you you go with the flow. You know, what I mean, like zombie films. I mean, zombie films are very popular, so everybody's making a zombie film. I mean, it doesn't right. mean they're all good, but uh, look at The Walking Dead. I mean, it's, what is it, th three seasons now? We're going to season four? I mean, who, who would have thought a zombie TV series would last that long? Yeah. So it's all in the, you know, in the fan base. And it's called The Maintenance Man in 2014? Some, uh, I did a lot of assisting with that. Um, I think, I think Danny Bill is like an associate producer, but mainly I, I helped with casting and I did some st uh, stunt coordinating on set. Okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Take what you can get. It adds some variety. Yeah, exactly. That I mean, you're right. So. Well, since since you are a, a I guess horror podcast, horror is a lot what you focus on. Or, mm -hmm. Um, we I do have a new show coming up on uh, 
the Real TV Network. We're starting it up. It's called Horror Hotel. Um, I produce two film festivals. One of them is the International Indie Gathering, and the other is Horror Hotel, which um, is about to have its third year. So one thing we're starting up is it's, called, it's going to be called Horror Hotel to, to kind of tie it in with the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that, that's going to be fun because I'm going to be like a character. I'm not really going to be myself hosting it. Oh, um, wow. I'm going to be the first vampire. And oh. so it, it'll be fun. What we're going to do on that, um, getting away a little bit more from the interviews, we're going to do um, – Mainly like feature films, you know, some of them that are in the public domain, like the old black and white, but then also a lot of independent horror films. Oh, cool. So that'll be fun, and it's going to star me and co-star one of my snakes, one of my pythons, going to be in the <laughs> oh, yeah. co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. I mean, uh... You know, I, I don't get a chance. I mean, it's sad part about it. There's so many horror festivals out there that, you know, a lot of the good ones are like distance-wise for me. And, 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 you know, it's just when you have a family and your work, it's kind of hard to get also. You know, as far as I get to Gettysburg, horrifying because it's like an hour and four or five minutes away from where I live. But, uh, right. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I didn't realize there, there, there was that many uh, film festivals. You know, when I first started this back in 2010, I really didn't realize, I didn't really know anything about film festivals, because, you know, think about it, you know, me, before I got started in the, in, in the independent stuff, it really didn't start taking off until what, about 2010, 11-ish, when it really started taking off? I mean, I really didn't see yeah. much about it, you know? Yeah, and it seems like a lot, um, especially around that time, there were a lot of new festivals starting. And, right. Um, you know, you hear about a lot of the longer-running ones, or like with the Indie Gathering, we're going into our 19th year with that. Wow. And they, we, that I go back to the beginning, but this is my, this will be my fourth year producing that festival. But um, with Horror Hotel, we started that up. This is, it's going to have its third year. The festival's going to be in June. But um, it seems like a lot of festivals, they start up, they run for one or two years, and then, you know, you never really see them again. But there's, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know Parafest had their first one in, in Bethlehem the weekend after Labor Day. I was up there as a VIP, and that was the first time Michael Berryman and Danny Glover, they were all there, and it was a great experience. I mean, I mean, for it being its first time, a lot of people came. I'm sure they wanted more people, but, you know, but from what I've seen, I'm hoping that they do it again next year because it was really a fun time. Yeah, you can never really even judge it on its first year um, of a festival. You know, a lot of people that get into it, they're like, oh, we didn't get as many people as we wanted. Let's not do it again. But you can't I mean, do that, right? The more you do it, the more it grows. Right, so. right, exactly. Night of the Cannibals, 2012. Can you tell us anything about yeah. that one? Um, yeah, that that was a, one of the horror films that I did recently. Um, well, actually, we shot it years ago but it just came out um let's see i think it was october it had come out it premiered um and i shot that in the youngstown ohio area it's a pretty interesting experience it, it was a fun film but um you know it, it was a it was a crazy time on set you know a lot of cannibals a lot of like being thrown around and i was kind of the like the last girl in the film originally i was supposed to well, can I give away a spoiler? 
Sure. All right. Originally, I was supposed to live to the end, but I'm the last person to die. So I did, you know, the first day of shooting, the director says, no, you know what? I decided you're going to die. So I, I had a nice dramatic death scene and got my head bashed in. So that horror movies are always fun. That's where I think I've done done the most work is mainly in horror and you know, it's always a good time. Yeah. That's what we like the most. Um, have we touched on dying to meet you? No. My, but my boy's in there, though. Who's that? Really? Rick, Rick Montgomery Jr. Oh, do you know Rick? Oh, yeah. Rick's in everything. <laughs> he's, he's like the most, the most working actor probably in this whole region. He is, he is in everything. It's always so funny to, watch a film and you don't know he's in it and then it says, you know, starring so-and-so, so-and-so, and and Rick Montgomery Jr. (laughs) I'm like, Rick, there he is again. But he was fun to work with. Um, That that whole film was uh, a lot of people in that. Um, And it's kind of a, it's like a spoof of dating reality shows, you know, so when the girls are eliminated from the show, they're actually being eliminated and being killed off. So that's that was another good one. That actually it premiered um, the week before uh, Night of the Cannibals premiered. So that was a pretty busy time last fall with those films and that. And it, I think it, it just played at Syracon up in uh, Syracuse, New York. And I wasn't able to make it up to that because they announced it kind of last minute. I think it was like a week and a half or two weeks before the screening. They, they announced it was going to be screening. So... I didn't make it up to that, but it's been, it's starting to make its way around the festival circuit and that. Yeah, the thing with Rick is you never know what you're gonna get. Like, he, he has all these different personalities, I feel like, that every film he's a different personality, and it's, it's just fun to watch. Well, here's one that, uh, it's a comedy, but it has a creepy title. The Long Slow Death of Twenty Something. I have actually yet to see that whole film. <laughs> I had a I had a pretty minor role in that. Um, I know uh, the director Larry Longstreth and a lot of the people that work on that, and they just said, you know, oh, we're looking for an actress to fill in in some scenes this weekend. Can you do it? And we said sure. And it's I guess it's about a quarter life crisis, and you know, a guy's in his twenties and decides he's been living his whole life as a douchebag basically, and needs to turn his life around and dark comedy. Oh, cool. Yeah, and you have a short film here, too, that um, it seems like being a reviewer, uh, you get a lot of short films. And obviously, this one doesn't even have nothing that is even reviewed or nothing, but Closer Than They Appear in 2011? Yeah, that was for the 2011 48-hour film project in Cleveland. Um, do you know about that at all? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did, I worked on... Um, some different teams for that um, up until I think last year was the first year I decided not to do it because it can get a little hectic. But um, that was probably the, the best one that I was in um, in my years over the competition. Um, but uh, Turnstile Films are really great to work with. They sent it around after the competition. They sent it around to a lot of different festivals. And I got to, I told um, Ralph, the director, um, when I first signed on to the project and I said, okay, I'll do the 48 hour with you. I said, look, if anybody is going to die in your movie, I want to be the killer. He, he kept that in mind and the prop for, um, 
for the anyone listening that doesn't know about the 48-hour, basically, filmmakers, they show up on a Friday night, they already have their team assembled, and they pick out, you know, a genre. Everybody gets a line of dialogue they have to include in the film, and everyone has a character that they have to include in the film. And so you have 48 hours to write a short film, you know, film it, edit it, everything, and then Sunday night it has to be turned in, and then all the finished films screen at a local theater, and the best overall film, they do awards in that. Um, that year I was nominated for um, Best Actress, Best Lead Actress, but a girl from, I think, from your area, she I think she was from Philadelphia, she had come in to do the project, she won that, but uh, anyway, yeah, they, they drew, I think, crime film, I think it was, so I played a private detective, and the prop was a headphone, uh, headphone set, so I, I killed a guy with a pair of headphones. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was fun. It was actually, it's a little, it's not what you'd expect. Um, a guy hires me to, um, I, I think it's online, anyone can, can find it on like Vimeo, but um, a guy hires me because he thinks his wife is cheating on him and it turns out in the end she was cheating on him with me, so I kill him and get him out of the picture. But, yeah, it was, it was a little crazy. <laughs> wow, yeah, I gotta look for that. <clears throat> Sounds very interesting. Dracula sleeps in a twin bed. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Is this a bad one to ask about? <laughs> we can go no, over it. it's a very silly film. I had a fun time, um... I think that was one of the only comedies I ever did, and it seems like I think I'm a pretty funny person, but I'm not funny when I try to be. So anytime I've been in a comedy, I've either been the bitch character or the crazy one. And in that one, um, Dracula was a cab driver, <laughs> and he's addicted to cocaine. And I was just, um, he picked me up in the film as like the lead female, it's, it's a short film, I think it was about 10 minutes long, and um, I'm getting released from a mental hospital, and so, you know, pretty a pretty dramatic role, it was a lot of crying and screaming, and then in the end, I go pretty crazy, and I rob him, and fun, it was fun to do, but it was a little painstaking to watch, <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that, that was, that was I think, uh, 2008 or so into that film. We watch a lot of films like that anyway, gruesome. Yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you enjoy it. I don't know if it's online anywhere. I used to have a copy of it, but I don't know where anyone can find it. Somewhere on the internet. If you hunt, you can probably find it. (laughs) I don't know that film. What are you talking about? I wasn't in there. (laughs) Sorry. Well, Christina, is there anything else that you would, you, you would like to uh, uh, speak to the nation about, people, that we didn't talk uh, about? Can I just stick in a little promo for my festivals real quick? Sure. Um, just for if any if any filmmakers are listening, um, our, our Festival Horror Hotel is now accepting film and script submissions, and um, I think in the next week or so, film scoring submissions will be open, too. And um, early, it's the um, early bird submissions for that which go until November 30th, but submissions are open until um, the beginning of March, and it's going to be, that's going to be June 6th through 8th, um, 
the website for that, if anyone's interested, is horrorhotel.net. And then for the Indie Gathering, uh, submissions are going to open up for that on um, October 1st, and that's going to be next August. So hopefully some of the listeners will check it out and maybe come out to the festival and see what it's all about. Nice. All right, Christina, I really appreciate you coming on. on this. Yeah, and thanks for having me. It was no nice problem. talking to you guys. Uh, Christina, thank you for your time, and like we wish you all the success. It's nice of you to give up your time to come on to speak to a couple of silly people like us. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.